You know, God responds to our choice whether we desire Him or not. Now, this is absolutely fascinating. We're going to talk about this in about five minutes. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hembry. And I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV, taking you through the Bible every year. The Bible, of course, is that 66 book that is huge and it's wonderful. And we read it all the time and we encourage you to do so. Corey is here with Ryan. Corey, what's going on? I'm going to be taking a bit of a closer look at King Asa. Ryan? Can God employ both lying and distressing spirits? Well, the Bible says he can and he did. More on that later. That It's very interesting what God can do. All right, uh, Janice? Simply be encouraged. All right, so take your Bible guide and open it up, and let's open up the most important book you will ever read, that is the Bible, and let's study 2 Chronicles 15 to 19. Listen to the Lord. Second Chronicles 15, 1 through 9. Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time Israel has been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. But when, in their trouble, they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. And in those times there was no peace to the one who went out, nor to the one who came in, but great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the lands. So nation was destroyed by nation, and city by city, for God troubled them with every adversity. But you... Be strong, and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded the prophet, he took courage and removed the abominable idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities which he had taken in the mountains of Ephraim. And he restored the altar of the Lord that was before the vestibule of the Lord. Then he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and those who dwelt with them from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon. For they came over to him in great numbers from Israel when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verses 1 through 9. We continue reading through the Bible as we do. We're 2 Chronicles 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. Again, it seems like a long read, but the chapters are shorter and simple to read. Now, it's very difficult to know how to respond to the shifts and changes that happen in human governments and leadership. Have you noticed we see hints of people in Israel and Judah struggling with leadership changes in our reading today. We're looking at it. See, within Judah and Israel, great shifts had taken place. I mean, 
In Israel, idolatry had been turned into the official religion of the nation. A nation founded by God? Idolatry? In Judah, true worship of God had remained the official religion. But Judah's kings had not always been faithful to God. Now, Asa, a king of Judah, decided to follow God. A prophet of God confronted Asa with a message from God about his availability. The covenant relationship with God had always been open to Judah and her kings. Quote, if you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Second Chronicles 15, verse 2. You see, Asa responded to the prophet's message by steering the nation back to God. And the blessing that followed was enough for people to take note. And if ever we needed a time when the nation could be steered back to God, this is that time. Trust me. As we focus on this, we need to say that uh, you can get your Bible guide if you don't have one by calling or writing to us. We'll send it to you. Or go to Bible Discovery TV, and uh, when, when you go there, click on the webpage that's the guide. It'll take you to a donate page. And I want to say thank you very much for your donations. They keep us alive and they help us. And Father, I thank you for the people who donated. And uh, may you touch them today in Jesus' name. Amen. Asa's choice. Second Chronicles 15, 1 to 9. Father, we pray today as we focus on this that you would teach us your ways and show us your paths. I always pray that, Lord, because the Psalms, the 150 chapters of Psalms tell us to seek the ways of God, to do the ways of God, to know his paths. And as we do that, you will change our lives, change our cities, change our states, and change our nation to follow you. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we all said together, make it so. Amen. Well, as we focus on this, we go to 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 1. It says, Now the Spirit of God came upon Asa, the son of Obed. And he went out to meet Asa. And he said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. Notice that. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now, this is important because it's God's response to us, beloved, as individuals. God responds to our desires to know him. If we truly seek God, he will find us. But if we ignore God, he will ignore us. I will tell you something. There are people who are willing to ignore God. I am not. I am not one of those people. I believe that we should seek God with all our heart, soul, and strength. That's what I believe. That's what I've dedicated my life to. And let me tell you something. There may be people watching this program who don't believe that. That's fine. But I'm saying, for me, I believe we have to find God, seek him, and find him in Jesus' name. Well, it goes on to say this in verse 3. 
It says, for a long time, Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest and without law. But when in their trouble, they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. Now, look at that. In their trouble, when they were in their trouble, they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him and he was found by them. Verse five. And in those times, there was no peace to the one who went out, nor to the one who came in. But great turmoil was on all of the inhabitants of the land. So nation was destroyed by nation, city by city, for God troubled them with every adversity. But you, Asa, be strong and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. This is a message from a prophet. I mean, God rewards our work when we seek him. Beloved, we need to seek the Lord. When we turn away from God's protecting power, things go wrong. Things go bad. Things don't happen right. Things go crazy. Good becomes evil. Evil becomes good. It is crazy. And it starts with us, with you, and with me, with us. We have to make sure that we're right before God in everything we do. We need to seek God. And not just what we want, but seek the Lord. We need to read his word. We need to pray every day as we seek the Lord. Very important. Let's read on. Second Chronicles 15, 8. And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Obed, the prophet, he took courage and removed the abominable idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities which he had taken in the mountains and of mountains of Ephraim. And he restored the altar of the Lord that was before the vestibule of the Lord. Then he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and those who dwelt with them from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, for they came over to him in great numbers from Israel when they saw that the Lord, his God, was with him. This is fascinating. People of like minds will gather together. Yes, they will. We grow when we seek God, but if, we, but if he is not important to us, we cannot expect his favor. Now, when we seek God, we may come from different parts of the world, be in totally different cultures, be totally different families. But as we seek the Lord Jesus Christ, we know that he is the one. And as we seek the Lord Jesus Christ, something happens. Do you see what's happening? We're getting closer and closer and closer. So we begin to understand each other. And the spiritual, we begin to hear each other. Even though we might not speak the same language, we begin to listen to each other. I'm telling you, it is a great thing. So I encourage you, join us today. If you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ, bring your life to him and say, Jesus, come into my life. I need you. I believe that you died on the cross and you rose again. Help me to be somebody who follows you in Jesus' name. 
Hi, Rod Hembry. We go through the Bible in one year. It's exciting. It's great. And you can join us by searching Bible Discovery TV on your phone. That's right, on your phone, your iPhone or your Android phone. And when you do so, you'll find the app. You can download the app and watch it anytime you want. Never miss a program right here on Bible Discovery TV. We'll see you there. Today, I'd like to take a bit of a closer look at Asa, the king of Judah, whose reign is recorded in 2 Chronicles 14 to 16. Now, overall, Asa was a pretty good king who followed God. He didn't lead Judah into idolatry or apostasy, so he did better than a lot of other kings. But the amount of space given to Asa's reign should clue us in that the author is trying to highlight a certain theme for the original audience, which remember is the returned Babylonian exiles. So, in 1 Chronicles 14, Asa begins his reign in peace, and he spends these years tearing down high places, idols, and altars, building up fortified cities in Judah, and outfitting his military, because we're told of their shields and spears. So the first 10 years of Asa's reign were marked by this spiritual and physical preparation. And then war came. We're told that Zero the Cushite marched out against Judah with an army of thousands upon thousands and 300 chariots. So Asa marches out to meet them and cries out to God for help. The Bible emphasizes that God fought for Judah. It was he who struck down the Cushites before Asa. Afterwards, a prophet, Azariah, son of Odad, gives Asa a message from God. Now, there were many, like, many, many words given to Asa, probably, because he was a godly king, and the prophets of God were expected to work in the kingdom. So the fact that the author of the Bible chose to include this prophecy means that it's important to the point that the author is drawing out. So this prophecy begins, The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. It then goes on to describe uh, how God, following God brings peace, but forsaking God brings chaos. And it ends, But as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. But what we see next should be a bit troubling to us. We see Asa go 150% for God. It seems like he's thinking to himself, oh, God is with us when we're with him. So we'll be the most for him than anyone has ever been or ever could be. He becomes overzealous. Asa assembles all of his people, including people who had come to him from the nation of Israel when they had learned of his faithfulness to God. Now, just as a side note here, this is really interesting because there must have been some hope that Asa would finally be the king to reunite the split kingdoms of Israel and Judah. We can see the threads of this hope throughout the tales of the kings. For example, it will be said in chapter 16 that Asa, though he removed the high places from Judah, wasn't able to do the same for Israel, which would be an odd thing to say if there wasn't a hope of him reuniting the kingdoms because Israel wasn't technically under his kingship. We also see echoes of this in the later reigns of Jehoshaphat, Hezekiah, and Josiah. But back to the main point here. At Asa's assembly, he makes it illegal to not seek God, punishable by death, which wasn't even in the law of Moses. He goes even beyond the law of God in his passion. And this will come back to haunt him because Asa fails to follow the words of the prophecy, do not give up. Asa then experiences about 25 years of peace, 
And when war finally comes knocking on his door, he decides to pay the king of Aram to break a treaty and thus delay warfare. Now, it works, but Asa has had to pay for this out of the treasuries of the Temple of God. Rather than going to God for help, which might have meant fighting a war, Asa decides to take money from God and give it to a foreign power, buying Judah's salvation. Ironically, this means that Asa was guilty of a capital crime under his own overzealous law enacted decades earlier. He had failed to seek God. Another prophet of God brings him a word. You have done a foolish thing, and from now on, you will be at war. Asa is enraged. He imprisons the prophet, persecutes some of his people, and becomes diseased in his feet, but again, refused to seek God's help. Asa began well, but allowed himself to be controlled by his passion. First, he overcommitted to God. He went beyond the words of the law. Then he overcommitted to his own anger, locking up the words of God in the form of the prophet and refusing to go to God for help. Rather than indulging our own passion, we need to be careful to follow God how he has advised us. Let's not go beyond what he has told us. Let's not be controlled by our passions, but rather practice that fruit of the spirit, self-control. Boy, that's good, Corey. That is excellent. Um, and I want to remind you that you can get a hold of this. These are five sermons we've done on video in the studio, and we've done them for you. One of the sermon series is called The Return of Christ. It talks about Matthew 24, and it's very important. Write to us or call us or go online at Bible Discovery TV. We're suggesting a gift of $30 or more as a collection, and uh, you can use it right away because it's all about the return of Christ. Very, very interesting. So write for yours today. Ryan? All right, well, in 2 Chronicles 18, we read how God sends a lying spirit in order to bring King Ahab down. And 2 Kings 22 also records this same event. Now, this whole ordeal of God using a lying spirit may seem strange, but let's go back in the Bible a bit to a time when God brought another Jewish king down using a very similar method. Though Saul had the honor of becoming the very first king of the Jews, because he ultimately rejected God, God ultimately rejected him as king. How long will you mourn for Saul, God asks Samuel the prophet, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. This was Jesse's youngest boy, David, an unlikely candidate for king, at least from a human perspective. Nevertheless, the Lord instructed Samuel to arise and anoint him, for this is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Unfortunately for Saul, at the same time the Holy Spirit came upon David, it left the disobedient king. And if that wasn't enough, God also sent an evil spirit to trouble Saul. Based on this passage, some scholars suggest that in the Old Covenant, the Holy Spirit came and went from believers in accord with God's purpose and their obedience to his leading, as opposed to the new covenant in which the Holy Spirit dwells within all believers. However, other scholars point out that in context, this passage is not speaking about the Holy Spirit's role in individual regeneration in a New Testament sense, but rather about gaining or losing the Holy Spirit's empowering for the role of king. Whatever the case, losing the Spirit of God is never a good thing. And for Saul, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, was replaced by an evil and distressing spirit, 
which the Lord himself had sent. It seems strange that God would send an evil spirit to trouble Saul, but the fact of the matter is that even though such evil spirits have evidently followed Satan in his rebellion against God and now have become the fallen angels that sinned or the devils and demons of the New Testament, God can still control them when he so wills and use them to fulfill his purposes. This is clearly illustrated in 1 Kings chapter 22, when a lying spirit is sent by the Lord to persuade Ahab that he might go and fall at Ramoth Gilead. When Saul's servants see that he is afflicted by an evil spirit, they organize to have David of all people come minister to him with song. David was considered not only a skillful player of the harp, but also a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person. But most importantly of all, the Lord was with him. And so it was whenever the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David would take a harp and play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distressing spirit would depart from him. So while it might seem strange and even offensive to us, God certainly can and has used lying and distressing spirits to bring disobedient men down. He did it first with King Saul and then again with King Ahab. And Saul should have been obedient to the Lord and Ahab should have listened to God's prophet. Instead, both of these kings died in battle, Saul by the sword and Ahab, of course, by the arrow. But the scary thing is that the Bible also seems to talk about a time in the future in which God will allow strong delusion to fall on those who have rejected him. So don't let that be you. Turn to the Lord now while you can, because it will soon be too late. It will be, and we need to come to Christ. And Ahab was killed dressed up like a warrior instead of a king. And the arrow went through the break in his armor and killed him. Mm -hmm. And it's very important for us to remember that. God is not, he's not a bad aim. And God knows exactly what he's doing. So we need to keep that in our minds. Janice? Well, I titled this segment, Be Encouraged. And I was very encouraged, Corey, by the segment that you did on Asa mm -hmm. and how that, you know, sometimes in our zeal, zeal. zeal there it is. <laughs> I could see the word in my brain, yeah. but it wasn't yeah. coming out right. In yeah. our zeal for God, sometimes we can carry it too far. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to be dramatic, do we, no. with the Word of God? We, we don't need to add to it, no. and we don't need to take away from it. Mm -hmm. And we learn that too in Revelation. We're warned against that. Sometimes it seems like a really good idea. Doesn't it, it though? It never I know. is. Because sometimes if we feel yeah. like if we can build up drama yeah. and build up the hoopla, yeah. or, or maybe we, we need to scale it back because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or mm -hmm. make anybody feel bad. And we run that risk of doing that. And, and I think uh, a big part of our culture right now is, is very much into both sides of that. Mm -hmm. um, but what I wanted to do today was to encourage you because, you know, Azariah came to King Asa to encourage him. And I want to encourage you today. You know, Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And it is easy for us in these days as we sit around and we watch the world suffering and groaning and, and people in, in turmoil, and it looks like there's no future and there's no hope to get lost in that. But we know 
where the water is. We know the bread of life and we need to live our lives following the Lord Jesus Christ and being that light in a dark place, being the, the salt to add the seasoning and, and to let people know about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Second Thessalonians 3.13, but as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. Azariah came to encourage Asa to continue to seek after and love God. That's the most important thing that I can do today is to encourage you in that way. He said to him in verse two, the Lord is with you, but listen, while you are with him. The Lord is with you while you are with him. Let's not get ahead of God. We need to follow him. Remember the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want a shepherd leads his sheep. We need to let God lead us. We need to be followers of Christ. Then he says, but you be strong and do not let your hands be weak for your work shall be rewarded. This work, you know, we can't earn our salvation. We can't do anything to make God love us more. Did you hear what I said? We can't work for our salvation and we can't do any more to make God love us any more than he already does. Jesus Christ came and fulfilled that scripture. There is nothing that we can do to earn our salvation. Jesus Christ gave his life willingly. He paid the cost of our sin when he died on the cross and he shed his blood for us. And in some of you, you might think that's the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. And to some of you, there is something that is striking a chord in your heart. That's God speaking to you right now, the truth of what he has done through his son, Jesus Christ. He gave his life as an atonement for us to make us clean, not because we're good, but because God is good and God is perfect, and he was the perfect sacrifice for us. And when we accept him into our life, we become a new creature, and he begins a work inside of us that begins to change us and grow us. And as we seek to be with him, as we seek to follow him, he will make us strong in his strength. In our weakness, God is made strong, and that's what he offers us today. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that God has not changed. He is the same today. He's the same yesterday as he was, and he will be the same in the future. He has given his life to redeem us from our sins and given us the gift of eternal life. Well, it's called BD Family and Friends. That is the name of our Roku box network. And so you need to get a hold of that. If you have Roku, search for BD Family and Friends. That's Bible Discovery Family and Friends. We got a lot of stuff on there and I think you'll really like it. 
and we'll be there. The programs are there, everything's there. Today, let's pray. Father, I pray today, and I want you to know that I need help, and I need to put my energy into seeking you. So help me to do that today. In Jesus' name, amen.